Geordie chat with groups and two. Games at home and away. Story stats and history about football in Australia. Welcome to the Kick to Kick podcast. We are backwards and coming forwards. Um, today, replacing Charlie, we have Louisa. Welcome, Louisa. Thanks, Tim. It's nice to be here. It's nice to have you, Louisa. Um, I know you're a big Collingwood supporter. So big Collingwood not supporter. Not the best week to have you in, no. having, having just had a loss. but Especially to Carlton. Excited. Why, why Collingwood, Louisa? Why Collingwood? Uh, born and bred. No choice. Dad was a Collingwood supporter. I think his PE teacher was a Collingwood supporter <laughs> in high, primary school. So Collingwood it was. Favourite player growing up? Uh, Peter Dacos. And then uh, Savrocka. Rocker. Yeah, good choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. All right, well, we're here to talk about the round 20 round that's just, uh, just gone by. And what a round it was. So many upsets. So many upsets. It's quite the season, isn't it? Yeah, well, specifically this round. Um, I know a lot of people who didn't get the first six tip right, tips right because they were all won by the underdog, the team Laura on the ladder. They were. The, St. Kilt, the Saints and the Tigers ruined that. Well, Saints and the Demons ruined that. Ah, the Demons. Yes. All right, um... Few things to go through before we get stuck in properly. First thing, we have two players who have kicked goals in every single possible game this season. Mm-hmm. They are Aaron Norton and Charlie Kerno. Oh, congratulations to them. Yes. Would have preferred Kerno not to have kicked goals this week, but six straight, I think he kicked, didn't he? I think he did. Yes, he did all um, right. And we had the top three teams all losing the last time that happened. Ooh. In a season, it was right later, like round twenty is quite a late time for that to happen. Yes. Obviously, it happens earlier in the season. Yes, last time it happened. Established. Last time it happened this late was 1975. Mm. Yeah, it's going back quite the ways. That is going back quite the ways. But let's get stuck in to Friday night, Louisa. Collingwood Carlton. It was, and what a what a game at the G. <sighs> um, they were playing for the Peter McCallum Cup, and in front of a record crowd of eighty, I think it was eighty-five thousand. I actually don't have that data right on me. Me neither. At the moment, I can find it very quickly though. Um, it was 86,785. Not bad. There was also train problems that night oh, too, so it was good that... Don't get me started on the trains. <laughs> but that is the ninth time we've had a crowd bigger than 80,000 this season, which is above and beyond the record. And I think most of those had, were Collingwood were playing in that those games. Probably most of them, yeah. Esselin Carlton was one of them. That was yeah, there were, I think, two that weren't Collingwood. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. They have a few fans. They do. Um, we had Charlie Kerno winning the Richard Pratt medal for best on ground. Um, and Charlie Kerno was the second Charlie to keep six goals against Collingwood this year. Charlie Who? Cameron being the other one. Oh. Yeah, so anytime oh, no. Collingwood lo- anytime a Charlie kicks more than six goals or more against you, you lose. Um, That's why Charlie Dixon didn't kick six against for Port Adelaide because you beat them. I'm going to watch out for that now. Yeah. Uh, we've got Scott Pendlebury up to equal eighth on the list for most games played all-time in the AFL-VFL, tied on 376 games with David Mundy. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon he'll get to 400? Yeah. Yeah. I do. He's still going well, isn't he? He is still going well. He still looks fresh. Yeah. Um, and here's another little interesting fact we've got, some little tidbits. Mm. Um, teams that on July 15th have ended a 13-game winning streak of the side sitting number two on the ladder... And then on July 28th, defeating the side sitting on the top of the ladder. Carlton have done this this year. They beat Port Adelaide, who are riding a 13-game winning streak. Um, another team has done this. The Bulldogs in 2000. It's a really obscure little stat here. That is an obscure stat. Did it lead to anything? Not really. Any, no, okay. <laughs> well, it led, it led to the Did team... Did it lead they, to Carlton losing the finals? Well, no, but it led to the team that they beat 
on July 28th, winning the flag. So that bodes well. Oh, okay, that does bode well. I like it. Yes. I'll take that stat. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. (laughs) All right, let's move to the next game. (laughs) If it doesn't make sense, ah, well. Next game. Next game is Geelong Fremantle. Down at GMHBA and Freo with the upset win here. It was was a surprise. Um, In this game, we had Chris Scott breaking Reg Hickey's record of coaching the Cats. Mm. So, How many um, games? They have now 300 and... This is the 305th game that uh, Chris Scott has coached. That's impressive. Uh, Reg Hickey with 304. Reg Hickey won four flags, so Chris Scott's got to get one more. But he's got a higher winning percentage for finals. Oh, higher winning percentage in, in total, I mean. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Probably want that fourth flag, wouldn't he? Yes, and he has a stand named after him. Who does? Red Chicky. I was going to say, Scott yeah, so Chris doesn't. Chris Scott doesn't yet. So he should be getting one if he they ever finish one. the construction down there. Yep. Maybe they'll give him a stand. Maybe. The Chris Scott stand. Chris he's won, he's won two flags with them. Yeah. I'd give it to him. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, other team, the last team to be held goalless at quarter time by Geelong in Geelong but then win was West Coast in 1998. Oh, good year. Yeah. Fremantle's actually the seventh team to do this as well. There's been a few instances of this. 1998. 1998. I was uh, dancing in the grand final. Pretty yeah. much entertainment in that one. Uh, next game, Louisa. Next game, Bulldogs, GWS Giants. Yeah, and there's a, I've got a lot from this. So, Jack McRae now has the longest streak with 20 or more disposals. He has 69, breaking Josh Kennedy from Sydney's record. As in 69 games in a row? Of 20 or more disposals. Great. However, I must put a caveat on this, that since 1965, since those stats were taken. Great. So we could assume, you know, Sid Coventry did this back in the 30s. Yeah. But we don't have the stats But on known record, yep. he's the winner. So anytime on the, on the TV they say, oh, that's the most marks ever in a game, you're like, well, no, it's the most marks since 1965 because we don't have stats. So Scott Pendlebury, most disposals ever. It's the most disposals since 1965. Yeah. I think he'll accept... Yeah, we'll the achievement. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Giants' first win in Ballarat. Callum Ward winning a game at his 18th venue. Good on him. The record is 19. Um, Travis Boak and Paul Salmon both hold this record. Fantastic. Wins at 19 different venues. Paul Salmon interested me. Have him having won at that many different venues. Um, now Toby Green had a good day as well. He's bloody good captain, Toby Green. He is a good captain. A lot of people calling for him to be captain of the uh, All-Australian team, which would be an interesting... Oh, that would be an interesting choice. Interesting choice. Who else are they considering? Um, your you boy, Darcy Moore's up there. Yep. Um, I've heard a few people say Jordan Dawson as well. Okay. A few different names floating around. Anyway, he um, Toby Green now joins a host of players as one of the best goal hauls at Mar Stadium with five. Most goals and individuals kick there. Been done by a few players, though. Joel Jeffrey, Bailey Dale, Taylor Walker and Charlie Dixon. Only five. I would have thought it would have been more. Yeah, there's not that many that. games played there, really. Which stadium did you say? Mars. Mars. I thought Ballarat. you said Marvel. No, that makes no, more Marvel's sense. No, Marvel's the uh, Mark LaCroix owns the record there with 13, I believe. Well, that's what I would have thought. Mars Stadium. Yes. That makes more sense. Yep. Um, it was... Did Giants now on their biggest winning streak of all time? Oh. Seven in a row. Even in their, you know, their, their, their orange tsunami days, they'd never won more than six in a row. Oh, good, good times for them. Yeah. And, um, all right, what else we got here? All, all, all Toby Green's goals were in the second half. Very impressive. Yeah. Close one too, so good, 
to be getting those goals in the second yep. half. Um, it is the biggest deficit overcome to win a game by the Giants, 35 points. And Toby Green now has 49 goals for the season, his new career best. Congratulations to Toby Green, having a blinder. Surpassing his total of 45 from a few years ago. Good on him. Yeah. Toby Green. Toby Green. Great stuff. Yeah. Right, let's move up. So, do you want to know the other venues that Giants have won at? I absolutely do. Giant Stadium, Norwood Oval, SCG, GMHBA, Bell Reeve, Alice Springs, Adelaide Oval, Monica Oval, and now Ballarat. Is there a stadium that they haven't won at that we... The would... MCG. I'm going to need this told to me again. They've Giant... never won... No, no, this season. Oh, this season. Won I was going to say, because they've definitely beat Collingwood at the MCG all before these this season. this season, yeah. Right. They've not won one at the MCG. How many have they played at the MCG, though, this Maybe season? one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, not many. That makes but sense. But they've also played only one at Monica, or one at Ballarat, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. One at Cardinia. So they, you know, they're have taking their opportunities. Yeah, good on them. Next we game. We love that song. Yeah, we do love that song. We do. Uh, Gold Coast Suns, Brisbane Lions. The Ooh. Q Clash. Yeah, the Q, Q Clash. Um, I like some people call it the Pineapple Grapple. They call it the... The, Pi- what? the pineapple grapple. Why do they call it that? Because it's a more fun name to say. And because pineapples come from Queensland. Queensland. Yeah. I like that yeah, a lot. Sun's <laughs> yeah. first win against the Lions since 2018 after losing nine in a row. Took Miller taking home his fourth Marcus Ashcroft medal. The Suns have only won seven of 25 against the Lions. Is this rivalry real though, Louisa? No. No? No, I don't. I think it's, it's trying to be a rivalry. It is. But it's not. I like the whole Took Miller and Dane Zorko, Lockie Neal sort of thing. Like he gets in their face and there's a bit of animosity there. Yeah. And they're beating it up in the media a bit at the moment today. So hopefully it builds into a bit more of a rivalry. You'd like it to so that, you know, there's a bit more at stake there at Queensland footy. Yeah. But there any, I'm not seeing it. Is there any chance the Lions might uh, try and steal Hardwick from the, the Suns? Ooh. So I hear, we all hear he's going to the Suns, but I hear some little grumblings with uh, Chris Fagan and maybe, you know, would they do that? Would they try to jump in there and get him for Brisbane because he could make a big difference? He could make a big difference. And imagine if that did happen, then the Suns would be like, oh, you... They would. You Lions, he was ours. Nah, I'm saying he's going to Gold Coast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because he's got more, you know, you can make more of yourself at Gold Coast, make more of a stamp. And if you were the first coach to get into the finals, exactly. that's a legacy there, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And he's going to be more interested in that. That's my thinking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Let's. Even though I don't really want to talk about this game, we will. We will. Essendon, Sydney. Oh, yes, Sydney. almost Essendon. I was there. So I had very good tickets. Thank you, Jake, for my tickets. Um, I think this is Essendon's biggest rivalry of late, to be honest. Tell me more. Why? Um, nine of the last... Sorry, eight of the last nine games against them have been decided by under 10 points. Ooh. So always really close. A few little controversies here and there. We had that, was it Dane Rampey or Jake Lloyd shaking the post a few years ago? That's right. A bit of yeah. uh, like Luke, Luke Parker was mocking Dylan Shield last year. So there's a bit of animosity between the teams. Yeah. And they're always close games. It's got some spice to it. It does. Mm. So, so more so than, uh, Carlton's probably our biggest rivalry still. Collingwood, I question whether we actually have a rivalry with you, apart from just a, a big game on one day. Yeah, and just a, tr- a, a feeling that we all have as mm. Collingwood or Essendon fans, yeah. but doesn't mean a lot no. these days. Not really. No. So I reckon Sydney's our biggest rivalry. This game finished a score of 101 to 99. Third time that score has happened. 
The first one was won by Essendon in 1972. Mm-hmm. Second one was won by Sydney in 2002. Ooh. Now it's Sydney beating Essendon. Oh, I like that. Great. And the, That's a fun stat. And the other big news coming out of today is that Buddy Franklin has retired. As in that was his last that game? That was his last game. So that was one of the reasons I went was because, well, Buddy's you know, he's coming to the end. He might not play in Melbourne again. Little did I know it was actually his last game. It so he's come out today name. and announced... That's it. He's hanging up the boots. Breaking news. Breaking news. Fantastic. What a champion. He didn't do much in his last game. That's a shame. It's probably a bit of a sad way to go out, but I think he needs to... Like, I think retiring now is a good thing. Even though he said he could mm. go on, I think Sydney need to move on from him and, and look to the future. I always find it interesting when they retire after a game so they don't get that sort of send-off at a game, but I suppose maybe less pressure. Who knows? Yeah. It interests me. I mean, if, if they weren't going to make finals and they knew that in the last round, would they just patch him up, make him the sub, put him on for 10 minutes in the... Like Rudy, like the movie Rudy. Put him on for the last minute. Never seen that you movie. You haven't seen Ruby, Rudy? Never okay. seen Rudy. There's some homework for you. I'll go and watch it. Oh, I've died. Oh, that's disappointing. It is disappointing. The next game. <laughs> Adelaide versus Port Adelaide at Adelaide Oval. So I'll carry it from here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've lost my fixture. So, here's another obscure stat for you. So, Port was coming into this round was second with a percentage of 113.68. Adelaide 13th with a percentage of 113.53. That is the smallest difference between two sides sitting 10 spots apart on the ladder of all time. Of all time. Of all time. Since statistics have since been on 18, record. Well, since 1897. We have those statistics. Oh, we have those ones. Yeah. Great. Yeah, percentages, but calculated on score and we know the scores. Okay, perfect. So, yes. So that's the the smallest point zero one sorry zero point one five percent. Wow, it is a close ladder, isn't it? It is really close. Yeah. Do we feel like Port and Collingwood were a little bit tired from last round's massive I, clash? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think Collingwood was right for the picking. Yeah. Coming back, playing a hard game in the wet, and Adelaide always get up for yeah. those games. So it's no surprise. Um, we also have the third most experienced subs starting for that game. So we had Rory Sloan as Adelaide sub, Travis Boak for Port, so a combined total of 593 games. There we go. The record, though, was 662 for a game in 2015 between North Melbourne and Geelong, Brent Harvey and James Kelly were the subs there. Who was the player that had to, when they had to wear the sub vest? Oh, Paul Chapman. Yeah, that's right. For his 300. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, was, that was quite the look. Taylor Walker kicked seven goals. The showdown won the uh, showdown medal. Other players to kick seven in the showdown: Tony Modra, Tony Peter Modra. Vardy, Warren Treadray, now Tony Taylor Walker, who's now kicked fifty goals in showdowns. He's going well. He did very good, well. Good start. Uh, moving on to Sunday's game. So all those games we talked about won by the underdog. And now it changes. Now bloody St Kilda had to win. Yeah. Um, so they took on the Hawks. It was the Blue Ribbon Cup. There was some speculation that they'd forgotten about it. They hadn't. They, they had it this week. They celebrated Silk and Miller um, and the police. St Kilda scored nine goals, two in the first quarter. That was their highest opening half score for the season. It was only quarter time. Oh. They already broke it in the first quarter. Oh, dear. Yeah. That's, that's uh, Ross Lyon team for you. That is. That's they, nice kicking, though. 9-2. Mm, they finished with 19-8, Their highest score of the season and the second time they've topped 100 points this season. So Good weekend for them. Good weekend for them. And we had Brad Couch, Brad Crouch winning the Silk Miller medal. 
A lot of medals this weekend, weren't there? There's a lot of medals every weekend, and we've been trying to track them. Quite often, they are forgotten about. Mm. Like, we have no idea who won the David Parkin medal from a few weeks back between Carlton and Hawthorne. Do you like that there's this many medals in so many games? Does it lose its power? Uh, yes and no. I like that we're celebrating some of the history, historical mm-hmm. legends of the game. Yep. Um, some of the medals are kind of here, or near, here and there, but like there's a Madden medal, for instance, between Essendon and Carlton. Or Madden Cup, but that's long been forgotten. Yeah. So, so they come and they go is what you're telling me. They come me. and they go. Yeah, yeah, they have for decades. We had Richmond and Melbourne at the MCG. This was a scorigami, Louisa. A scorigami? Tell me more about scorigami. Scorigami is a unique scoring combination. So never in the history of AFL, VFL games has a game ended with a score of 130 to 98. Wow. That is, and why Scorigami? Is Someone the just came up with the name on Great. Twitter, so I just I rolled with it. I like it. Yeah, so we, we we've got about we we get it almost one around. We haven't had one for two weeks, but yeah. Scorigami. West Coast is really helping with the Scorigamis <laughs> because they're so poor. At the they moment. really are. I wonder what the mathematical chances of that happening are. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Um, we had Harrison Petty also scoring six goals straight. A six or seven scorers, mm. goal well, scorers this week. Considering Kerno kicked six straight on mm. Friday, the next game at the G Harrison Petty six straight. There we go. Yeah. Uh, then over to Optus Stadium, we had West Coast versus North Melbourne. Yeah. Um, both on sixteen game losing streaks. Oh. The first VFL AFL game where both sides are on a result streak of sixteen games. Mm-hmm. So um, we've had also obviously that St Kilda Geelong one from two thousand and nine, where they were both on thirteen game winning streaks. The biggest one prior to this was 12 straight losses. That was 2016, Essendon and Brisbane. Back when Essendon was under, the, they were fined. They were the whole drug oh, saga. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then we had the wins versus losses. In 1951, we had Essendon on 15 wins, playing Hawthorne, who were on 21 straight losses. Ooh. So this one breaks. This is, they're both on a 16-game streak. Yeah. The highest streaks ever. Um, West Coast kept North Melbourne scoreless in a quarter. Last time this happened was... Well, technically it happened in 2020. By? We well, I don't actually have the games because I'm not going to include it because they were shortened quarters because of the COVID season. Of course. Um, before that, it was 19, 2015, round five against GWS. There you go. We've got Todd Goldstein and Jack Zeeble moving into second place on most games as North Melbourne teammates. They're on 260, chasing down Brent Harvey and Drew Petrie, who are on 293. Um, and we got West Coast ending their dead drought. 126 days in the making. Oh, it's a win. Tough for North Melbourne. Um, so looking at that ladder, Pies still on top. Go Pies. Luckily, the uh, the power dropped one as well. Yeah, and, that and helped. Lions. That so helped. Still two games clear. Yeah. And I think the power's got. Quite, I think the power are down at Geelong this week as well. So tough, tough games coming up. Yeah. I think the Pies got a few tough ones as we well. We do have a few tough ones. Hawthorne but, this week, but then. The Cats. Yeah. And I know you finish with the Bombers as well. We do. Um, and with so many teams still in the mix, will, will we see a final round of thrillers? I think so. I think we will. And look, it'd be nice to have, you know, last year Collingwood Carlton that knocks Carlton out of the final, those sorts It'll of things. It'll probably be yes and then Collingwood, Collingwood in the last round. Yeah. Um, those are always add a bit of interest. Mm. <clears throat> I mean, ideally, you'd play all those games at the same time. 
Oh, so you don't know the live ladder. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But then that'll never Can't happen because Channel 7 love the money. They do. Yeah. How many Channel 7 channels do they have though? Put it on Mate and whatever else there is. That's a good point. They could probably make it work, couldn't they? Yeah. Or stream it on one yeah. of their... Okay. Yeah. Or just get multi-channel. Just have a special multi-channel day where you can just... They're all up there. They're all up there and you just pick your... Just keep flicking between. Just No, they're all up there. You can just change the sound. Ah. So you can watch all four, all four or five games at once. Imagine watching them all commentated <laughs> with the sound at the same time. It would be horrible. It would be horrible. I mean, can... one Channel 7 commentary team oh, is shocking. more than enough. Um, Coles goals. Coles I'll goals. Talk to you about Coles goals. Coles, Coles used to run a goal-kicking promotion back in the 50s. Whichever mm-hmm. team kicked the most goals for a round, they had like a cash prize. And then for the season, they also had a cash prize. Wow. So Cash the, prize to the team? Yeah, so, Interesting. so we, we, we're tracking that this year. Melbourne win, win the round Coles goals. They kicked 20 goals, 10, 130. Adelaide has taken the lead in the overall season Coles goals with 266. Great. Jumping four ahead of the Lions. They're not getting any money though, are they? No. Disappointing no. for them. Now looking ahead, Louisa, we've got round 21, which KO or Foxtel seem to be promoting as the ruck round. So we're celebrating the big men of the game. Are we? Apparently. This is just an arbitrary choice by these I, I channels. Know. I saw it written somewhere. Ruck round. Okay. Anyway. Why not? We got the dogs and the tigers at Marvel Stadium on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Bit of meaning on that one still. Essendon and West Coast at Marvel on Saturday. That's could be, should be could be a bit of a fun fun bombers game to go to. It could be. Hopefully for Essendon, you'd Eagles wanna... riding high on that big win. Essendon looking They're up and back. about, Tim. Yeah. The Eagles are up and about. Yeah, we need a percentage booster. Yeah. Crows and the Suns. We've got Taylor Walker chasing down Charlie Kerno. Can he reach I think he's six behind him in the Coleman or seven, so trying to chase him for the Coleman. Hawthorne and Collingwood. Used to play for the Kennedy McHale Cup. Is another cup? I don't know if they still do. I don't think and so. And I believe the Pies are looking for win number one hundred over the Hawks. Oh, so that's if you can beat nice. Them this week, win number one hundred. That would be nice. I hope we win. Yeah, so we've got the Cats and the Port at GMHBA, like I said. They call them the, did I just say the Port? You did say the Port. Yeah. The and I enjoyed the it. <laughs> the Giants and the Swans, the Battle of the Bridge on Saturday night, Giant Stadium. How how many people are calling it the Battle of the Bridge? Well, I don't know if they still call it that. The Sydney Derby, the... Yeah. Battle of the Bridge I enjoy. Yeah, well, that's what it was first promoted as. Imagine if the winner had to parade along the bridge. Well, the I think next. they used to have the winner had to display... The, the winner's... Flags had to be displayed from both bridges. So you've got, I think, the Anzac Bridge and the Sydney Harbour Bridge. I think that was the rule. Okay. Who knows if it ever happened. Bring it back. That's fun. Um, the winner gets the Brett Kirk Medal for best on ground. Of course they so do. The winner, the best, on, the best player. Yep. Nick Haynes for GWS playing his 200th game, the fourth giant to do that. Good luck we'll to him. A few of them this year. Melbourne versus North Melbourne at Blundstone Arena. Oh, go north. Um, perhaps the Darren Creswell Medal being awarded for best on ground. It's something they award for games in Tasmania. So many medals. I'm losing track. Yeah, I know. St Kilda Carlton at Marvel Stadium. Michael Voss coaching his 150th game. Mm. And finally Fremantle and Brisbane at Optus Stadium. There we go. So all those, still a lot of games with meaning. I think that's going to be right up into the end of this year. Yeah, I really hope so. Especially for the positioning in the eight. Yeah. A lot of movement to, to be had. Well, you guys are fine. We are fine. I, think, I still don't think you're guaranteed. If, like if you lose your next four... We could you we could, could feasibly drop out of the eight. Yeah, I think mathematically we yeah, could. Okay. Yeah. So one more win will get you in, though. Yeah. Yeah, because you're two games ahead of second. But I don't think top four would be set either. No, not at all. So still a lot to play for. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, all right, the only last thing, Louisa, is just to wrap up. We uh, like to play some classic footy songs here. Do you mm. have a favourite football song? Yes, I do. But now I can't remember who's written it. Um, it's the uh, McDonald Tip and Woody song. Ah, Picket Palace. Picket Palace, that's the band, yeah. Yes. Love a bit of a, a raucous song. It is very raucous, isn't it? Um, and what a great name to be playing with in a song. Mm. So I'm going to pick that one. All the syllables. All the syllables. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, I can't even count them. It's too many. Yeah, great. That, that would be my choice. There's Excellent. a lot of good footy songs. Um, but, yeah, let's go wild, even though it is Essendon. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Well, as we, uh, as we tune out, let's uh, have a listen to that. Thank you very much let's. for joining us today, Louisa. Thanks for having me. A pleasure. And uh, hopefully those pies can get it done for you. For me. Yeah, just for And you. no one else. No one else. Go pies. Yeah, It's coming to get ya. Anthony Madon, Tim and Wee. 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 Thanks for listening to the Kick to Kick podcast present Backward in Coming Forward. You can find all our old episodes wherever you get your good podcasts. If you want to get in contact with us, our email address is kicktokickpodcast at gmail.com. On social media, we have Twitter at kicktokickpod or on Facebook. Or you can find us on Instagram at backwards and coming forward. For a full list of our resources and things we use to inform our show, head to kicktokickpodcast.com. You'll also find some interesting things in all our old episodes. Once again, thank you for listening. <laughs>